I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Opposition Research Podcast. On HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll bring you a broadcaster, beat reporter, or blogger that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa back home riding a three-game losing streak, hosting Northwestern for a homecoming game Saturday at 2.30. At last check, the Hawkeyes are 11-point favorites. And my guest today covers Northwestern for Inside NU. It's Editor-in-Chief Gavin Dorsey. Gavin, thanks for the time today. No problem. Thanks for having me. So, Gavin, we all remember late August in Ireland where the Wildcats shocked the world and sped up the firing process of Scott Frost with a win over Nebraska. Uh, going back to that, that time, how big was that win, and, uh, and where were the expectations for this season when the team came back from Ireland? Well, that win was honestly huge. And I mean, the feeling around campus was honestly that, hey, maybe this is going to be different than last year. Um, it certainly seemed like that. I mean, you look at the game where you know the offense, I believe, had over 500 yards and the defense, while struggling early, ended up playing pretty well in the end. And you're like, man, this could be a return to kind of the 2020, 2020 or 2018 seasons where the Big Ten West is wide open and we take it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Northwestern has fallen incredibly far from that point. It really has just been, you know, not even just unfortunate, but kind of brutal to watch. Um, And the team that we saw, you know, across the pond in Ireland seems very different than the team that we're watching right now. Yeah, you you, you mentioned that. Obviously, things have not gone well since then. Six straight losses. What's been the most glaring issue for Northwestern in those six games? Well, I think when you look at the beginning of the season, the the issue was definitely the defense. I mean, the team, the defense was very susceptible to long plays. They were, you know, consistently getting torched over and over again. You know, the team allowed 31 points to Southern Illinois. Um, but also then when you kind of advance over the progression of the season, it's really been the offense that has struggled as well. Um, you know, only 14 combined points of touchdown each against Penn State and Wisconsin. And the offense kind of struggled leading for or leading Pat Fitzgerald to make the switch eventually this past week uh, to Brendan Sullivan. So really, it's kind of been, you know, night and day, whether which unit is going to have an off day. Um, I'd say the biggest issue is definitely the secondary. The defense is incredibly bad at giving up long plays and always seems to get gashed every game. Um, and that has led to the majority of their problems. Well, hey, I've got good news news for you. You've got Iowa's offense uh, this week, and they don't seem capable of gashing anybody, but uh, we'll we'll certainly get to that. Uh, Gavin, Ryan Holinsky out, Brendan Sullivan in at quarterback. Do you expect Sullivan to be the guy this weekend, and and what does he bring to the offense that Holinsky doesn't? 
I do expect him to be the guy this weekend. I think he performed very well against Maryland, given the circumstances, obviously. Um, and he really just brings an amount of athleticism to the quarterback position that Northwestern hasn't had with Ryan Helinski. Um, Helinski, obviously, is supposed to be a kind of strong-arm pocket passer, um, hasn't had really that great of a pocket presence since playing for Northwestern. And so with Sullivan, you know, even if his arm isn't necessarily as strong, you add that scrambling ability, that ability to run the football and confuse defenses that you really have seen so much in college football that you need to have in order to be a successful team. And so there's a lot that you can get from Brendan Sullivan as far as that and as far as that scrambling mobility. Um, and I really I do expect him to be the guy probably for the rest of the season, maybe beyond if he plays well. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Who else uh, offensively should Hawkeye fans be watching when Northwestern has the ball? Well, the big name, obviously, is Evan Hull. Um, you know, one of the best running backs in the Big Ten this year hasn't really had a lot of opportunities down the stretch as the offensive line has been suspect and the quarterback play has been suspect. But he is a threat both on the ground and through the air. Um, definitely somebody that the Hawkeyes should be watching. They'll remember him from last year when he had that fourth-quarter touchdown to bring Northwestern to within a score. Um, obviously, the Hawkeyes ended up prevailing there. But Evan Hull is easily the biggest weapon on the offense um, and one that you know Northwestern should look to rely heavily on if they do want to compete with this Hawkeyes team. You talk about the defense being susceptible to some big plays, uh, but what, what players or position groups have been playing well? Who, who should Iowa fans be focused on uh, on that side of the ball? Well, defensive end Adetamiwa Adebare, uh, you know, you can look up how to spell that yourself, um, <laughs> but he has been pretty great for Northwestern all year long. Um, in a general defensive line that has been struggling to get pressures, he's played pretty well this season. Uh, you could hear his name called in the late rounds of the NFL draft. I'd say he's definitely one of the few players on the defense who's played uh, great so far. Also in the secondary, you look and you see uh, Cam Mitchell, the starting quarterback or start, starting cornerback. Um, you know, as much as he's been dealing with injury and you know has allowed a couple big plays here and there, uh, generally he's been pretty solid. Uh, for the Wildcats in that secondary. And so those are in in a unit that has had a lot of dark spots. They are two bright spots. It's been a tough season for both of these teams, both of which are led by long-tenured head coaches. Uh, is there any hot, hot seat talk within the fan base when it comes to Pat Fitzgerald? The fan base, absolutely. Is it actually realistic? Probably not. Yeah. I think when you look at Pat Fitzgerald, he has become – synonymous with Northwestern, not just with football, but within the university. And, you know, as much as a lot of the fan base is like getting up fire, everybody talks. Um, I really don't think that Fitzgerald has gone before both the two coordinators are. And so as much as a lot of people are realizing, Hey, this could be our third three and nine season in four years, something's got to change. Um, I really don't see Fitzgerald being gone anytime soon. 
much much less before the coordinators are gone. But I'd say the the fan base is definitely getting impatient. Ah, the similarities are endless between these two programs right now. Uh, exactly, <laughs> Gavin. This has been a back and forth rivalry for a long time. Northwestern has often been a thorn in the side of the Hawkeyes. We all know Pat Fitzgerald's history with Iowa and, and kind of how how he gets up for this game. What's your sense of kind of how the program and, and the fan base feel about Iowa? Like as in, in terms of the team or yeah, in terms of I guess this just game coming up? As like a program overall. Well, I definitely feel like it's probably one of the you know better Big Ten rivalries that Northwestern has. I mean, obviously there's Illinois up until this past year. Uh, you know, that had been pretty one-sided. But I feel like Iowa is just kind of every single year, you never really know who's going to win. And across both fan bases, I think it's really just this idea that both teams are kind of the epitome of Big Ten football. Strong defenses, maybe suspect offenses, and usually a pretty good run game. And I think every time that Northwestern plays Iowa, you honestly have no idea who's going to win. I think, you know, as much as it's probably – both fan bases are not really looking forward to this game. I think it'll be a good one. He is inside NU Editor-in-Chief Gavin Dorsey, GJ Dorsey 7 on Twitter. Give him a follow and check out his work at Inside NU. Gavin, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. There it is. A lot of similarities between these two programs, between these two seasons. I was not quite as far down as Northwestern is, or at least that's how it seems. But we will find out Saturday afternoon which team is worse. Uh, this is a this is a winnable game for Iowa. This is a, in a lot of ways a must win for Iowa. If you if you look at the rest of the schedule, I think five winnable games, but this is the one that looks uh, like a certain win. Uh, Iowa an eleven point favorite uh, against a team that struggles defensively, struggles offensively. May have found a new quarterback. Uh, as we heard uh, Gavin talk about there, and, and that, that's a little bit worrisome. And, and then you never, you never like Northwestern at Kinnick Stadium, and never like Pat Fitzgerald against Kirk Ferentz. But um, you, you have to feel pretty good about this game. The problem is, I don't think anything can happen in this game that's going to make most of you, most of us, feel better about this season or this offense or uh, kind of the outlook of things moving forward. Uh, even like a fifty-five to nothing win, where Alex Padilla or Spencer Petras looks really good running the offense, it's all going to be well. Northwestern is terrible, and uh, and you're going to have to do that time and time again here in these next five games. It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. It, it, I'm just hoping that we have fun watching Iowa football once this season. And, and if that's going to happen, it could be this Saturday afternoon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have this covered from all angles at HawkeyeNation.com. Join Joe Schmelke and myself Thursday night for the Hawkeye Nation radio show on 106.3 KXNO in Des Moines or anywhere in the world on the iHeartRadio app, also right here on HawkeyeNation.com and your podcast feed. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Hawks! <laughs>